This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for being with us, ladies and gentlemen. Kelly and Rumya, weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. You can find us on AMI-audio beginning at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And we like to talk a little bit of uh, independent living on the program. So today we're going to check in with Leanne Barda as we get things started. Hi, my name is Leanne Barda, and I'm here to teach you all about independent living skills. Please join me on Kelly and Ramya. All right, and we've got a lot to get to. We're continuing the conversation we had with Leanne that we started before, our chat on hosting dinner parties. Leanne, welcome back. How's it going? Ah, going pretty well. How about you? Ah, excellent. Um, I'm told we're wearing virtually the same color. Yes, we are definitely twinning today. So uh, right on theme because uh, we're taping on Valentine's Day. So I think we're on point for today's theme. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's true. And I, I should say to people, I'm told this is like a Episcopalian purple, and but but for you looking at it, it's closer to a burgundy kind of. Yeah, but that is oddly specific. <laughs> so. It's really oddly specific. Wow. Okay, yeah. let's jump into things with theme. We want to start there when it comes to having our party. Right. So with the amount of themes that are available these days and the, you know, the wide array of interests that people are into from, you know, 80s parties to, uh, you know, 30s night or um, retro gaming, uh, board games, murder mysteries, uh, you know, superheroes, you have so many choices now. So it's yeah. just kind of narrowing it down to the people you hang out with and what you think people are going to go for the most. Okay. When you want to look at all the things you're doing, we always think, of course, in our, our nature, accessibility. How does that play in place when it comes to the theme parties? Right. So if you are playing games, are they accessible? Do you need uh, what kind of accommodations do you need so that everyone can play uh, independently or as independently as possible at the same time? Do you need to use specific technology? Do you need to make sure you have Braille cards? Um, you know, or can you like audio label everything just to make sure that um, you've got what you need? You know, I think that one of the things that so many of us may forget, not intentionally, either when we're hosting, what do we expect from the guests? But as a guest, I want to do the right things. Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of the etiquette. Right. So a good thing to do is to definitely RSVP a few days before at least uh, from the time you get the invitation so that the person knows to expect you. Are you bringing a plus one? Um, you know, are there any accommodations or dietary concerns or allergies that you need to mention ahead of time just so that when that person's planning, uh, they want to take all those things into consideration before they go shopping? Okay. Um, you know, you know, setting, you know, a specific amount of guests. So you can say, oh, you know, I only have enough space for eight. I don't really have the ability to take on a plus one, but, you know, that's great. Maybe next time I, I can make sure that I can. Yeah, um, seating is always an issue with that because people forget and they, well, so and some people can sit on the floor. Some people can sit on the steps. Exactly. And then, you know, 
on the day of the party, you know, you want to arrive on time. So um, usually that last 15 minutes before the start time is when people are kind of hustling and putting all the last minute things out. So you want to give the host that amount of time just to kind of get ready. So maybe, you know, showing up five, 10 minutes after the, the invitation says, just to give that person enough time to have everything in place for, for guests. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm intolerant. So what is my cues to say, like, get out of here, will you? Yeah, so you can start lowering the music about uh, half an hour before and then completely turn it off. So people are like, oh, okay, I've kind of got things going here. Maybe stop serving drinks, uh, you know, about the half hour mark so that people kind of get the hint that things are wrapping up. Any other tips on hosting, you know, being because some people, they're shyer, they may not be the best host. They're kind of thrown into it. They know they've got to mm -hmm. do something. How, how do we deal with that? And, and is the first step, try not to put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. And then, you know what, prep, prep is a big part of it. So, you know, if you have trouble in social situations, maybe have, you know, come up with a list of topics of, you know, small talk you can do. Um, you know, always make sure you check on your guests to make sure that everybody's doing okay. And, you know, you can go around asking people if they need a new, if they need a drink or if there's a snack or something that you can help them with. Um, you know, it's helpful maybe to mingle with people who are new to this social setting. So maybe it's the first time you're having these particular um, friends with um, another group of friends. So maybe helping them feel comfortable with one another and, and doing the introductions just so everyone knows who's in the room and uh, just gives people a sense of, um, you know, what, you know, the social options are. What's a natural way to make sure we get each other's names? Because I've been to so many functions when, hey, nice, Kelly, come on in. So everybody's sitting there and goes, okay, this big guy's Kelly, all right. But I have no idea of all the people there. Just, hey, welcome, you know, sit down. There are some people who are so uncomfortable with this is so-and-so, mm -hmm. this is so-and-so. Maybe they feel it's corny or weird. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it's, ha it's helpful to kind of go around the room and say, hey, it's so-and-so, I, I, I'm uh, I'm a superhero today, and I've, I've brought, um, I don't know, nachos to share. You know, just something like a little icebreaker so that everybody feels a little bit more at ease with dealing with the situation, and then it's not so much of a high pressure where you're trying to remember everybody's names, but at least if you can get a, a good sense of who's in the room at least, um, that's a good place to start. And then, you know, when you mingle other people, say, hey, it's Kelly, how's it going? And then um, hopefully they'll reciprocate and say, oh, hi, it's Leanne. I'm, nice to see you, Kelly. Um, I'm glad that we get to hang out again or right. nice to meet you for the first time. Just it's little hard. things like that. It, so yeah, because it's so hard because I think everybody always just feels silly. Hey, it's Kelly here. Or hi, guys, it's Kelly. You know, I mean, there are those things that I know as a blind person, I really appreciate, especially as I get older, where I used to say, oh, gosh, now I feel like, gosh, do I know that? I know I know that voice or that voice, since they're a new person mm -hmm. to me, I think that belonged to so-and-so. And, you know, yeah. no, no, Kelly, that that's, that's you know, Fred's voice or whatever. Okay, so yeah. keep those things in mind. Anything else on that? Yeah. Yep, and then, um, you know, you want to be welcoming, you want to be gracious, uh, flexible and attentive with your guests. So you, you can kind of get a, a sense of the mood in the room if no one's talking and it's oddly quiet and it feels awkward, then, you know, there, there needs to be a switch. Something needs to happen to make it um, a little bit more livened up or, you know, uh, maybe 
an icebreaker or maybe it's time to start the game or whatever it is you're doing to get people kind of mingling and to know that there's a change happening and that the party's getting started. Okay. Let's talk about the space itself, getting around, especially those of us who may need to consider our guests O&M considerations. Yes. Yeah. So consider uh, furniture placements a big one. You want to have good flow, you know, where people aren't going to hit their shins on low tables or um, on uh, hassocks or different things like that. So you want to make sure that um, people can get around safely and that yeah. uh, there aren't any loose throw rugs or tripping hazards. Um, you know, maybe give someone a little bit of a lowdown of the of the layout when you get in. So you right. can say, yeah. Um, so from the front door. If you go straight, you're gonna hit the kitchen. If you go left, you're gonna be in the living room near the fireplace. And if you go right, you're gonna end up uh, at the couch. So just kind of give a, a sense of what the room looks like. It's a square room. It's got four walls. It has, you know, uh, the TV wall, the couch wall, the window wall. So kind of you're kind of labeling things so that people have a sense of what the room is is like. So they can yes. find um, find spaces that are safe. Obviously, uh, telling them where the washroom is is the big one, and uh, maybe showing them how to get there. Um, get away the from that room. potted plant. Well, I just thought, no, um, <laughs> it's hardly end because I know everybody takes to everything so differently in the sense of what we can what we can retain. I, I know some people probably think, man, if someone was just telling me this is to your left, that's to your right, th that's a little bit too much. But I find it so invaluable, even to get a mental picture or just to pick out the thing that I need to know the most, such as, like you said, where that washroom is. Now, I get it. They get you in, may tell you that, and then spin you over to here, over to there to find a, an available mm -hmm. seat. Or, oh, no, not that one. That's so-and-so over here. Oh, and you you might get yeah. confused, but there's always your mouth to ask the questions. Right, exactly. That's why it kind of like labeling it. It's like the window wall. This is the TV wall. This is the fireplace wall. So it kind of gives you a sense of where you're at. If once you find like a specific furniture, then you kind of can get a sense of it. But, you know, one thing you could do as a host is maybe get someone to co-host with you so they can be more attentive to those details that the person looks like they're needing help, then that person can help with guiding or, you know, getting drinks while you're trying to get, you know, the main uh, party stuff going or having to go in the kitchen and back to, to refresh uh, appetizers and snacks, um, drinks. So then that way, at least you can help someone to... Uh, to bounce things off of with and have to get help from. Okay, very good. I like that one. Uh, independent living skills. Um, so many of us, Leanne, are doing mm. this party. It might even be the first time. What is the proper order? What are some of the things that you think make it easier? Right. So maybe, you know, let's say you've planned this dinner party. You know that it's happening in a month. This would be a good time to call, you know, Vision Loss Rehab to get an independent living specialist to come in to help you sharpen your kitchen skills. So, you know, work on pouring, measuring, um, serving, um, you know, carrying a tray, you know, things like that. And then work on your your skills so you can make things look appealing. So, yes, you've made a vegetable platter, but does it look like it got hacked to death or do you want it to look pretty? <laughs> <laughs> Just taking that time to kind of make things look a little nicer, even, you know, whether you can see it or not. It's just you know, presentation matters and people pay attention right. to that stuff, whether you, you know, intended on or not. Um, organizational skills is another good one. So, you know, maybe ahead of time, put in accessible labels on things so that you can find it quickly. Make sure that you know 
exactly where the ingredients are that you're using, you know, exactly where to find them every single time. So it's consistent. And then if you need, if you have that co-host, you can say, oh, it's on the top shelf on the left. And then the right. person will see the, lab- the labels and they'll be like, oh yeah, got it. Okay. And um, when you're in that panic, trying to get everything organized, that, you know, people together, everything like that, that on top of it, it's just so great to have that organization. That you don't have to go worrying and looking for something. Exactly. Now, the home management is the next big one. Obviously, you want to have a clean, presentable home, so you want to make sure that the pet hair is cleaned off the off the furniture if you have pets. Uh, you want to free the house of clutter, uh, little knickknacks, because people will inevitably knock down, you know, your glass uh, Swarovski crystal, you know, whatever you have out. Um, so if anything that's breakable, maybe put it away for the night just to keep it safe. Uh, make sure the floors are vacuumed and the bathroom scrubbed clean. The toilet, especially all levels of the toilet, because, you know, um, dirt gets hidden in different places. So you want to make sure that it is absolutely sanitary for the when guests come. Um, table settings, you can make sure that it's consistent around the, the entire table so that the drink is always at 12 o'clock. The knife is always on, on the right and the fork is always on the left and, you know, Things just little consistency things so that when you have to describe the place setting, the person will automatically form a mental map in their mind of where things are. Oh, okay. And, Real quickly, anything? Oh, sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, uh, time management and yes. um, obviously uh, the social aspects. So working on the social aspects to make sure that you don't feel awkward and strange. That's a awesome. pretty big one. Yeah, that is. Uh, we're going to have to cut it off there. Uh, we, of course, we're out of time. I know there's a few other points, and maybe we can throw them in uh, down the road, Leanne. That is beautiful to get us started on having our party at home. Thanks a lot for all this. Uh, take it easy. Yeah, have a great day, guys. So what's interesting is I forgot again, Rum, to mention to folks and all of you, of course. Mm-hmm. No, and thank goodness to Leanne for making the reference. Uh, we pre-recorded that last week, as we do with our segments with Leanne, but I was... Wanting to jump right in there so quick, so I did forget. I apologize, folks. Now, I want to go back to the discussion we were having about those darn hot dogs, because do you see how JJ brought it up? We talk often about things that just keep coming back up in a show. Um, You know, I think back to how old New York is, and you think back to these things that we know as staples of New York rum, and they've been there so long. My question to JJ, how long does he recall when the subway opened? (laughs) 1898. But the point is, it's that whole street environment. What he mentioned about the parks, I didn't even think about that, even though I certainly know New York has a lot of that. Mm -hmm. I know that so many buildings are up to boom, boom, right beside each other. Wow, what an interesting description. And I know we didn't really let JJ do as much describing because we were just full of questions. Yeah, we're full of questions. And and just the concept of New York is as fascinating and as interesting as all the little details of New York, right? And which is what I think is... um, kind of what I took away from today's convo, actually, because we get all these snapshots, as JJ described, right? This kind of, the scene of New York, the vibe of New York, the the iconic um, kind of way that New York is in every single aspect. But we don't often think about you know, but historically, this is mm-hmm. what made it what it is. And yeah, as he went through all the descriptions of why buildings are the way they are, why the street life is the way it is, you kind of think, wow, yeah, it's deep. Or how it affects us so far around and how many things we do, even outside of New York, that, you know, come back to that culture thing, stuff mm-hmm. we've seen. Uh, we're going to talk something else that kind of is New York. 
pretzels when we return, folks. After the break, when we take a look at what's coming up tomorrow on Now with Dave Brown, we'll see what our show's doing. We thank Leanne Barda, who you can catch uh, for Independent Living on the third Monday of the month. We thank her, and we'll be right back. We'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.